Hello and welcome to a three inning save podcast. Jacob Birch, Eric Stevens, spring training is here. That's I right. to me, we you and I were talking before we went live. Spring training to me means the games have started, so it's not quite here. But at least we get you know X and Y are in the best shape of their lives, and you this, know we're in the point now where you have to look like is backfields one word or two? Like that's basically <laughs> that's basically it. like they they run from the um the clubhouse area to the backfields now and then they're done when their day's done after that like they normally they do that in the morning and then when the game's out they start playing the uh dodgers have a pitching lab now or no i'm sorry a the lab they're calling it has both like you can do hitting and pitching stuff adjacent to the where the clubhouse was at, at, at camelback in the mm-hmm. back so a lot of the things i've seen is them co- players coming out of there's a direct path from the lab to like one, you know, one of the fields or whatever. So that's one of the paths. There's another path too, but like, yeah, that's, that's where we're at right now. Anywho, we have all of those story, non-stories, a little few minor, literally news to talk about questions from Craig and we'll just amp up because real games, if you count spring training as real games and I do yep. are just around the corner. We'll talk about all that after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So we took Super Bowl weekend off. And honestly, probably, I don't want to say for the best, but, you know, wasn't a ton to talk about. So we've got a nice, we've we've cultivated a nice two weeks worth of data, data yeah. news to talk about. <laughs> And, and just, just to, as we talked right before the, the opening break there, um, spring training games is is when it really counts because we have a chance to see Tots. Yeah, I knew you were going to bring Yeah. And so, no, uh, but you know, so the funniest part, right? So we have like, you know, like you said, we recorded two weeks ago. And the funniest part is like there wasn't re- – like there's been normal spring training stuff news, but the, the, the transactional news that happened happened like – immediately after we recorded last time <laughs> uh so we i did a uh you know a mini uh solo episode just sort of in the middle of the week to to sort of do that we'll, we'll just go over this so literally the day after we recorded last uh the dodgers traded caleb ferguson to the yankees um and you might be wondering um but wait they only had two left-handed relievers on the 40-man roster including caleb ferguson Oh, but they got Matt Gage back, who's like 31. Uh, he's pitched in the majors parts of the last two years. He has an option left. Now, certainly not given the way Ferguson was used. I don't expect him to be in that role. But he's he could be sent to the minors where Caleb Fergus, Ferguson can't. And I think they are – It's well, we could, we'll do a roster guess at some point probably soon because they have a shortened spring training. But um, I, I would guess they're only going to have one – true lefty reliever uh, not counting ryan yarbrough who's a swing man um but they have uh, they got matt gage back in the deal um so just a few days ago they did sign justin wilson another lefty a veteran 
to a minor league deal. Um, he, but you know, it is as sort of apt with some of these uh, signings. Uh, he has not pitched in the major since April 2022. Um, he had Tommy John surgery that wiped out the majority of that. So he he tries to come back last June, late June with the Brewers. <laughs> He's warming up to come into a game, which would, what would have been his first game back since Tommy John. And so the best I can tell, um, he got called into the game by Craig Council. Like Craig Council goes to the mound because he called into the bullpen and said it was mid-inning too. Uh, and the, they were, I believe they were losing to the Braves at this point. And um, they, but as Council's walking to the mound, the folks in the bullpen are like waving their arms, like "Hey, hey!" And then like Justin Wilson's behind him, like uh, uh, like he hurt, he like hurt his lat, and on his like final warm up pitch. So technically, he wasn't called into the game, but he like walked to the mound, I guess, and then Council relieved him, like <laughs> to, even though he didn't get credit for a game, uh, an appearance because he just was like, te- te- technically never came in. It was more like, by the, Oh, I guess we're not calling in this guy. We're calling it a different guy. Um, but anyway, so he missed the rest of the year after that. So he, that's, that's a, that's a bummer. You're like, Hey man, I just came back. Um, another, uh, non lefty. Um, we, I don't have him in the notes here, but just sort of that same in that same vein, Daniel Hudson, um, you know, right-hander, he injured his left knee toward the ACL in June of 2022, missed a year, came back last year with the Dodgers, pitched three games, got a save. Um, and in that game where he got the save, uh, I think on the second to last pitch, he uh, sprained the MCL of his right knee, his other knee. And so he missed the rest of the year. So he's back on a minor league deal. Uh, Dave Roberts said the other day, the hope, quote unquote, the hope, is uh, Hudson will be on the opening day roster. But given everything else he said, I, I saw that sort of um, scrum, and, and Roberts was like, well, you know, the execution's not there. So, uh, you know, however long it takes, you know, that kind of stuff, sort of a lot of qualifiers. So I think Hudson will eventually probably be on the team, health permitting. Uh, but I doubt he's going to be ready, especially like for the South Korea trip. Um, cause that's a week earlier than normal, but I think at some point, maybe in April, maybe May or something, uh, he'll probably be up. But anyway, uh, back to Justin Wilson for a second. I didn't realize this till I was putting up the notes today. So he's 36 now, uh, Hudson 37, but Wilson was drafted out of high school by the Dodgers in 2005 in the 37th round. One of those classic, uh, late round picks. Um, just see if it pans out. Uh, Caleb Ferguson was one of those. He was a 38th round pick uh, way back when. But uh, Wilson went to Fresno State instead, and then that's that. Um, Another player the Dodgers drafted out of high school was uh, Clayton Kershaw the next year, uh, a little bit earlier. um, And they re-signed him and uh, Ryan Brazier. Two-year deal, sort of. Brazier got actual two years. Kershaw got one year plus a player option. Um, So Kershaw, his, his player option, he's... He's guaranteed a total of ten million. It's five million per year. The way the uh, for competitive balance tax purposes, player options are considered guaranteed money, even though Kershaw could opt out. But so the he could earn up to twelve and a half million in twenty twenty four. I think he gets the bonuses based on it's it's not just starts, but like between six and ten starts. But like the new sort of thing on these bonuses are. They it's like starts or uh, relief appearances of more than three innings, or I think three innings or more. So like I can't imagine Kershaw's going to be like the um, he's going to be the Yarborough. Oh, can you imagine if Kershaw just came back to do three inning saves? Oh my god, talk about adding to a legacy. No, um, but so the more he can make more, the more he can pitch this year. He said he met with reporters. Um, you know, the like the day, technically the day before it became official, which was weird, but I also think he had limited timing when he was in Arizona. He's going to rejoin the team at some point in March. But he said like July-ish, August-ish, but he didn't want to put a date on it because, you know, if, if you set a date and then like, oh, you're not ready, what's going on? Like you know, It that is in the thing. realm where he could hit 3,000 strikeouts this year. Yes. 
Yeah, I think so. That's fair. Which would be exciting. That said, uh, uh, in a another sort of online chat, not any, not public, but sort of just a uh, another. Someone asked like when a date when he's getting his three thousand strike. I th- I believe I said April twenty fifth, two thousand twenty five. <laughs> so that was my that was my. But um, but back to the point. So his. He can earn twelve and a half million this year, twenty five million in twenty twenty five. There's a lot of bonuses for twenty twenty five, but if you the more he pitches in twenty twenty four, the higher the base of that player option guaranteed is. Uh, but no matter what the base is, he can. St- well, I believe if he gets under six starts, um, the highest he can make is like twenty three million. I think for twenty twenty five for this year. But anyway, there, that's a long way to say. It. Like, if he if he pitches, he'll he'll make a good amount. And twenty five million, like that's like if he maxes out at twenty starts in twenty twenty five. So like, even like n- normal, still gets hurt. Clayton Kershaw is has averaged more than he's reached twenty starts. Like that's sort mm-hmm. of where he gets to. But anyway, but Kershaw seemed very happy with like that structure. He mentioned the term optionality uh, when this, and let's just hear a little bit from uh, what Kershaw had to say on uh, uh, per Sportsnet LA the, on February eighth. For the player options in your contract for twenty twenty five, why was that important for you? I don't know if it was. I just think Andrew um, letting me have optionality was was awesome. And like I said, Andrew was great about the whole thing, and I think there's you know. Um, good things on both sides that if everything works out should be good for both both sides and um, so it's great and anytime you can have optionality it's not a bad thing yeah so I, I think he said optionality three times in there maybe it was two uh, I forget like we just listened to it but like yeah um, but that that's sort of the, the catching up part the, the rest of it is just like the, the normal spring training stuff but it's not really normal because I mean the Dodgers signed Shohei Otani and Yoshinobu Yamamoto like so you have the newness of all that, and like plus, Shohei Otani is like legitimately the biggest baseball star in the world. Like, um, and I believe uh, we'll, we'll get to the, why Bill Plunkett tweeted this earlier Sunday, but he said number one rule of covering Shohei Otani: um, anything he does is news, and uh, anything Shohei when Shohei Otani doesn't do something, that's also news. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> Uh, and so he has been uh, quite the spectacle. Uh, Shohei Otani here, not necessarily Bill Plunkett, although Bill is you know famous in his own right. Um, so he's taken three uh, batting practice sessions, like on the field. Um, so far, it's been like uh, pitching from coaches. You know, just like a imagine like a normal pregame batting practice type thing. And it's gotten to the point. There's so many like so it's such, such scrutiny. So many people that people have been tracking. And so uh, Jack Harris, I believe, had this in his sort of recap on uh, on Saturday. Uh, 33 home runs in 76 swings in those uh, three batting practice sessions. Now, you know, again, what can you really make of this? However, I, it, it does not stop the Dodgers from putting out a sizzle reel of highlights, <laughs> nor does it stop watching those sizzle reels and going, Oh, yeah. <laughs> this looks really there was good. One like, where the angle is like kind of like at a upward angle, so you could really just see the balls oh, launch. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I I watched that a few times. There's so I don't golf, but every every now and then I we have get-togethers with family where there's like a bunch of people golfing, and I will go out and just ride along with everybody and you know have a good time. And I always say I'd be a terrible golf television producer because I never see the ball off the flight. <laughs> but like you're same thing, it's like that sort of angle of, of watching some of those home runs, and you're like, but you could see the ball. You're, oh, look at that go! <laughs> like you know, it, it, it was just really good. Um, and, and by all accounts, right? So um, Otani is like healthy and progressing well. So the the issue with him is he had elbow surgery in September. That's why he's not pitching this year. He's still supposed to be ready to hit opening day, and it seems like he's on track for that. He's, like, pretty well ahead of, like, where he should be for that. So, like, now he's he's not going to play. We'll get to the schedule in a little bit, but the Dodgers start their spring schedule Thursday. They're the only game in town uh, on that day. Otani's not playing that day. Robert Dave Roberts said that over the weekend. Um, he's going to play some. You just don't know what. Uh, they're going to basically – Whatever it takes for him to get ready for opening day on March 20th, 
he's going to do. And Otani's kind of on his own schedule. Like they just, they've given him sort of the autonomy to do that. Like, um, it's also led to some like weird, um, moments, mostly weird in the, for being online, you know, which is like, you could ask, why are you so online? But like, no, um, so the schedule for the day is like posted in the clubhouse. It's, it's, it's probably posted like the night before. Uh, but also sometimes, um, in the, in the morning and it shows like the schedule for the day. Like at this point though, because there's no games, it's all like, uh, practice related. Like here, are the pitchers throwing bullpen say here, are the pitchers throwing live batting practice. Here are the batting practice groups, you know, Pitchers fielding practice on field six, you know, this, such such field one and all that kind of stuff. So at two different times, I believe, Otani's been listed in the morning for the group that day to do live batting practice, which would mean facing actual pitchers, which he has not done yet. Um, and both times uh, he has not faced live batting practice that day. But part of that is like Otani's setting his own schedule. And I think they're just like planning it out. Like if he's doing it today, here's what it's going to be. So the reporters on site, you know, like Bill Plunkett, Jack Harris, Fabian Ardaya, um, Juan Toribio, all, all those people, they will like tweet something, you know, here, you know, here's on schedule, you know, who knows if it's going to happen, but here's what's going to happen today. And then people get mad when Otani doesn't uh, have the live VP. Well, why do, why are the reporters messing this up? Like, no, we're just passing along the info but, and even passing along reports from like Ray Roberts saying, Look, Otani said it's on schedule. Like, we don't, you know, they, they clear, they're pretty clear. Like, you know, whatever. I just seems like people shouldn't get mad at reporters when um, Otani doesn't hit in those scenarios. But um, the one uh, sort of uh, batter on pitcher matchup that did happen was Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Uh, he did face Dodgers hitters on Saturday. Um, that was so his, you know, his first time since signing with the Dodgers that he's like faced hitters. Um, he faced Freddie Freeman, Max Muncy, and Jason Hayward. Now, I, I don't. I think he pitched just the in, like the one inning. Maybe it was maybe two at, at most. And it's again hard to glean so much from these. But man, the Dodgers put out like again a sizzle reel of like three pitches, maybe or maybe it was two. <laughs> but you're like, oh god, like look at this, like this is amazing. Like the angle, first of all, is great because it's almost like you're. You're like the home. It was like the home plate umpire, essentially, almost maybe a little, a little askew from that, but, uh, but also you could see everyone like crowding around, like watching, both like Dodgers teammates uh, or people in the front office and fans like surrounding. I think Lindsey Adler from the Washington Journal was there, and everyone, you know, they were doing shots of the field, but she had like a, a shot from sort of behind where the fans are at the field and it was it had a nice wide shot of like just how many people were like just watching this spectacle um and so this is what uh freddie freeman said again from after a pretty short session but like impressive um uh he went up to uh yoshihiro sonoda who is yamamoto's interpreter and uh the person who won the Dodgers chicken wing eating contest on Thursday. <laughs> I believe he had 70 or maybe it was 68. It was a lot of wings. Um, but anyway, uh, this is what Freeman said. I went up to him and said, please say incredible in Japanese. That was incredible. It was just very impressive. The whole package, the calmness to be able to execute when everyone's watching you is very, very impressive. So like there, you know, people are impressed with, with Yamamoto so far and like, yeah, th- those are like the highlights so far. But again, it, it's you know it's hard to without actual games like this. Yeah. This is like what we're hanging our hat on at this point. Yeah, there's been some like um, you know the sort of usual um, checking in with new people, um, uh, you know, seeing how maybe some injured people are doing. You know, coming off last year, that sort of thing. Um, so James Paxson is one of the newbies um, with the Dodgers. He's veteran, obviously. Uh, at the time, so his contract is one year. It was going to be eleven million guaranteed plus incentives to get up to thirteen million. Then an unspecified health issue made the Dodgers like rework it. Now it's guaranteed seven million. He could still get up to thirteen million, but um, yeah, it turns out that was a it was a knee injury um, that was like sort of spooking the Dodgers in a way, or at least made them rework it. But uh, this was uh, a quote from uh, Bill Plunkett again uh, in the Orange County Register. This is from Paxton. Um, quote, 
I'm an older player now and I'm not perfect anymore. My body's not perfect. Um, there's things that have kind of built up over the years. So it sounds like, so he has a, he has like a $2 million roster bonus. If he makes opening day, either the March 20 version or the March 28th version. Uh, it sounds like he's probably going to be on track for that, but like, it's not necessarily that he's dealing with that. It was more like the Dodgers are were concerned about the knee part of it. That's why the it, it's more a little more incentive based than normal. The other thing is like Miguel Vargas is is playing a lot of left field again in the practices. I, I'm sure we'll we'll see him. He, he's probably one of those guys who's going to play. I would imagine every day in spring just because you know he's the odd man out right now on the position player side, but. You figure he's going to see time in left. He's probably going to move around. He's probably going to play some third. Like in later in games, he could play, you know, second, first, whatever. Um, we'll, we'll see him move around. Um, yeah, so that that's kind of it on the Dodgers side. The other thing I wanted to point out was um, the um, Major League Baseball jerseys. Um, <laughs> so there's a new, like, design, and the, like, Fanatics took over the manufacturing of essentially like what is Nike design jerseys. And there's been lots of complaints from around the league. Um, uh, basically the, the, it sort of boils down to the ones that stand out is like, there's a smaller font, uh, like on the names on the back, a smaller, like it's general, like air, like I forget what it's called, like the applique or whatever, where the name and the Jersey number goes that's just smaller in general, just generally like looking cheap, you know, while costing still a ton to buy. The pants are even more uniform now. Um, there, uh, there was, there's some, I saw, I think Paul Lucas at the UniWatch blog had some issues like, there, you know, some, some of the teams, like I think the Braves and the, the Royals and maybe the Tigers had like very specific, like sort of um, little tweaks or little things on their like belt loops, which is like a weird thing to notice. But like, of course, that's his thing. And uh, like now, like there, everything seems to be standardized from Fanatics. And I think it's just a weird choice to, to sort of make everything like you know it will in a weird thing like uniform, right? It's, it is a uniform, but there were ways to like be yourself. This is from uh, Taylor Ward uh, of the Angels. This I think this was in the Athletic piece from Stephen Nesbitt. Who rounded up a bunch? The Associated Press also had a piece that rounded up a bunch of player quotes. But th- this is what Taylor Ward said: "It looks like a replica. It feels kind of papery. It could be great when you're out there sweating and maybe breathable, but I haven't had the opportunity to try that out yet. From the looks of it, it doesn't look like a $450 jersey." So, um, so the funniest part of this was so this this was all coming out because the Dodgers and Padres were ahead of everyone in terms of reporting. But for the most part, like pitchers and catchers and other people were like basically reporting to the other 28 camps like this in the middle of this last week. And as that's coming out, like that's the day where like, oh, people are like responding to the jerseys like, what the hell is this? You know, that kind of a thing. Like, uh, I think Trey Turner said, like, we all hate it <laughs> you know, or something. And uh, as this is coming out, Major League Baseball chose that day. I believe it was Thursday. Um, maybe it was Wednesday to um, put up, announce their, oh, we're, we're, this is our new Nike Vapor Premier uniform. All this moisture wicking, like 28% more aerodynamic kind of a thing. Like it's all the details. And it had quotes from like all stars in the press release. And then like simultaneously, like Mike Trout, who's a Nike athlete, um, uh, tweeted out, man, change can be good. These, I hope these are great. And then the Dodgers put out uh, one with just a video from like the equipment room with Jason Hayward going, man, I really like these jerseys, but it like looked so, um, like like a hostage video basically. Like it was just so <laughs> weird. And uh, like you're just like, wow, what a what a coordinated odd effort that was. Uh, the other, so it's hard to see like. I wasn't looking for this at, at Dodger Fest, uh, at Dodger Stadium. The players were all wearing, like, the white home jerseys. I didn't – I should have, like, paid more attention to, like, what the back of the uniform looked like. You know, on first glance, you couldn't really tell. But that font seems to be smaller. Now, the one issue, too, is, like, I believe in the standardization, um, they've basically muted the the white. So, like, 
the Dodgers, who are generally like the the super bright white home jerseys, I'm gonna see. I want to see if those are actually muted because it's hard to tell from like a few press conference photos and like you know comparing. But like, I want to see them up close once the season starts because that that would be a bummer if it's like everything is like a little off white now. You know, just just kind of weird. But anyway. Yeah, so that that's kind of where we're at in spring. We're talking about uniforms, and uh, I, I mean, yeah. I don't, I, you know, you can't, I can't really tell the quality of the fabric or anything like that. Right. Things definitely being kind of sort of like stitched and all that. But yeah, the name plating is just how tiny it looks is just. It, you know what it looks like? Like you said, I, I'm sure, like the jersey itself is probably fine. Like, but the presentation of it, it looks like um, a jersey. That is a jersey now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that that sort of like iron on uh you kind only of have thing. a limited width. You can't actually go to the full yeah. Someone um well there I think I saw people joke like someone needs Jared Salton Lamachia to make a comeback <laughs> just to see. But there, there we don't even have to do it because uh, I haven't seen if uh C Trent Rosecrans or any of the Reds reporters have done this, but the Reds have um uh Christian Encarnacion Strand, who's a dash last name. And oh man, I want I want to see what his name looks like on that <laughs> uniform because it's got to be tiny. Uh, that's that's brutal. But so even with like you know all this jersey talk, but also the oohs and the ahs of Otani and Yamamoto, that can only last us so long. Um, so we need games to watch. And again, these games don't count. But again, opportunity for ties. But we, you know what we're talking about. Games are still fun to watch. Uh, luckily, we have that coming this Thursday. Uh, the Dodgers play the Padres for the first two games, uh, two days of spring. Thursday, they're the only game on the schedule. I think there's a total of four games on Friday, and I think maybe two or three of them are two MLB teams playing each other. I think there might be one of those like uh, MLB team playing like playing a local the league, college little league champion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> um, can you imagine? Oh man, that would be great. Grueling inside <laughs> pitch. Take. <laughs> Take this, Johnny. Uh, but so, so both of those first two games, um, Dodgers Padres, the first one's in Peoria Thursday, Camelback Ranch Friday. Both of those are on ESPN as well as Sportsnet LA. So, their um, ESPN proper is only televising four uh, spring games this year, and the two of them are Dodgers. So, like, that's uh, that's what happens. But um, you know, however, so since the Dodgers like to make roster moves right after we record or, you know, something. I have one to suggest for them. So, <laughs> and I don't even know if this person would play for them or make it to to April still on the roster, but utility infielder, Diego Castillo. So he was designated for assignment by the Orioles on Sunday. So it could be claimed at some point this week by any team. Um, so he, Castillo played 96 games with the Pirates in 2022. He got into one game last year with the Diamondbacks, batted once. Um in this calendar year, he started the year with the Diamondbacks. On January 5th, the Mets claimed him off waivers. January 19th, the Yankees claimed him off waivers. Uh, February 5th, the Phillies claimed him off waivers. And then on Friday, the Orioles claimed him off waivers. And then uh, on Sunday, they designated him for assignment. So he could have he could be on a sixth, sixth team, and I can't even say that. It's terrible. Uh, in 2024 alone, if someone else uh, claims him this week. So I... I'm rooting for that. As much of I don't know how much of an upheaval that is because really only one of these has happened during so, spring training. So, so when the, like a lot of these have been announced, they just said Diego Gustia has been released and signed, or you know, or signed, and I'm like claimed off waivers. Yeah, yeah. which one? <laughs> oh right, because there's the yeah, there's a pitcher true, who, right? yeah. who I believe I think only has I think one transaction. I think was really maybe a release and a signing. Yeah. Um, I think from Seattle to Houston. I'm going to look that up real quick and yeah. see if I got either of those teams right. I just Googled Diego Reliever. And I have a lot of the Padres seem to have a lot of relievers. Would you believe? So while I look that up, I assume you have some frustrating spring training trivia question. Oh, just before that, I was going to say, so this utility man, mostly in infield, he's played a little bit out. Oh, yeah. This one, he does have an option left, so it's not like you know. You're, I, I think he's a, he's one of the, he, he'd be in the Yanni Hernandez mold if the Dodgers were to like, you know, an extra guy uh, to have. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I do have a um, question re- regarding you know spring training games, which of course we're going to start seeing on Thursday. 
harken back to last year, um, who led the Dodgers in hits during spring training? I didn't guess that. I had read ahead, and it's, it is, in fact, a frustrating spring training question that I have written down three guesses, and that's all I'm going to guess. I'm not taking any of your silly hints after this. It's time to take your body care routine to the next level. Introducing Osea's bestseller body care set, the perfect companion for your summer travels. This four-piece kit transforms dry skin to silky, soft, and glowing. It features travel sizes of Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil and Body Butter, clinically proven to improve skin elasticity, along with their anti-aging body balm and salts-of-the-earth body scrub. And to top it off, it's packed in a vegan leather bag, making it a must-have for all your summer adventures. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat yourself to glowing, healthy skin this summer with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, you can get the best seller's body care set valued at $78 for 33% off. Use code SUMMER to save an additional 10%. That's an additional 10% off at OCEAMalibu.com code SUMMER. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A lot of time, these trivia questions have like a lot of preamble. I have to go through and remember to <laughs> restate who led the Dodgers and hits in spring training. All right, I have three guesses. Yep. And uh, like I said, feel free to give me hints, but I'm not. I'm just gonna go no. Probably, maybe, maybe you'll entice me. James Outman. Uh, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Outman had uh, 15 hits. Helped him uh, win the job, uh, you know, and finished third in Rookie of the Year voting. Uh, he had one more than Max Muncy, uh, two more than J.D. Martinez and Miguel Rojas. Um, so I was looking. Um, Outman led the team in hits, tied for the lead with four doubles, uh, tied for the lead with three home runs, and tied for the lead with 11 RBIs. So... Uh, 18 strikeouts did not lead the team. He was tied with um, Stephen Duggar, of all people. Um, Chris Taylor struck out 25 times. He was had a, he had a rough go last spring. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a good spring for Outman. Um, I, I was just going to – I was going to give you those – the this all, this player also led in this, this, and this. But I was also going to remind, remind you that it didn't know what your guesses were. Last there was a World Baseball Classic last that kind of mm. cut into some playing time, um, but like so if you look, Outman played twenty three games. The two, <laughs> do you want to take a stab at the two people who played twenty four? No, so I just and that, that um, my three guesses were it was Outman and uh, Freddie Freeman because he came back quick because Canada, yeah. And then my second one, my last guess was some NRI outfielder I forgot. Uh, so. So Drew Avens was the, one of the – he was a non-roster invitee outfielder who's still around and a non-roster invitee this year. He played in 24 games, only batted 30 times though and had six hits. Um, Luke Williams, who the utility man who ended up pitching in a game for the Dodgers this year uh, and playing a little bit of shortstop, then he bounced to the Braves. 
Um, he played in 24 games last spring. He was 7 for 46. Um, it, was, it was a rough go. Uh, Bradley Zimmer played in 21 games, uh, center fielder, who played in the I, I'm really happy with my guesses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and the, yeah. when you ask me this, I'm like, if it's not James Outman, it's one of those guys probably. Yeah, it, no, and I'm just going to like, I don't remember. I don't remember who they were. <laughs> I think you're right. So I, I'm looking at this up. So Freeman – "Quote unquote," only had twelve hits, but he only batted thirty-eight times. Yeah. Roll, it bats, so he had a six oh five slugging. So like he he was doing okay. Like yeah. Uh, you, well, you know, Freddie Freeman factors into some trivia questions from you because it's time for with Jens and Greg. We love them. I'm looking at the set of names this these trivia questions are about. It was a seamless transition, by the way, with the Freddie Freeman. You, you yeah, weaved that I in worked, perfectly. I worked yeah, it. I worked. Freddie Freeman became uh-huh. the 18th LA Dodger since 1958 to accumulate at least 2,000 hits and 300 home runs in their major league career last sure. year. So this week's trivia is about that grouping of those players. Note that this group does not include Duke Snyder, who is the only player in Dodger franchise history to have done that in their entire Dodger career. That's right. All right. 12 of those LA Dodgers played in the 2000s. Can Eric name them? Um, okay. So these are players who in their careers have at least 2,000 hits and 300 home runs. Obviously did not do all that with the Dodgers. So Right. And at, <laughs> no, Freddie Freeman did. <laughs> That's really It's impressive. been a really good two years. <laughs> they should extend it. Uh, so, okay. So let's just... Let's just go here. Um, uh, Gary Sheffield, for sure. Yep. Um, well, keeping so track the, of this is going to be a little annoying, but here, yeah. I'm going to have to start writing down. All right. But yes, Gary Sheffield. Oh, man. So here's the weird. Now, I, I, I'm i going to say this, and I, I'm probably going to be wrong, but the only reason that made me think of it was I, if he didn't get to 300 home runs, is very close. But Ricky Henderson... Uh, Ricky is not on okay, this list. Okay, so he didn't. He he just missed three hundred. I bet. Um, Jim Tomey then. Yep. Um. Oh man. So I don't. He played for so long. This is. Uh, I feel like I'm already grasping at straws too early. But uh, let's go with um. Steve Finley. Steve Finley. I thought he was on here, but uh, double checking. Oh, all right. He is. Yes, he is on here. Where? Oh, I cannot. Okay. Yeah, there. Okay, I saw him. Sorry about that. Um, that's okay. Uh, Adrian Gonzalez. Yep. Um, okay. So then. He's now named gets... four. You need three more. Yeah. You can keep um, going if you want. Oh, okay. Okay. So let's. Let, I, I sort of forgot some of the bigger ones. Um, uh, Manny Ramirez. Yep. Um, oh, uh, certain Hall of Famer, Adrian Beltre. Yep. Um, I don't remember if this person that I'm also thinking of got to 2,000 hits, so I'm not naming him because I don't want to. Well, I've only had one wrong so far. I'll, I'll, I'll wait for a second. Um, oh, the 2,000 hits part is. Oh, um, wait. No, I don't think he got the, the 300 home runs either. Um, man. Oh, uh, Curtis Granderson? Nope. No. Wow. Okay. Did he miss on hits? Or I, mean, I guess he must. I don't know what he missed on. Um, I don't know why the this is tripping me up more than it should. Um, oh, Albert Pujols? Yep. Um. Jeez. So I need one more? You need one more, and you have one strike left, so the next name right. yeah, it's a hit or miss. is it. Um, uh, I'm just trying to trying to think. In the two... In the 2000s... You were missing uh, two Hall of Famers. All right. You don't have to say it like that. <laughs> um, oh, boy. That person didn't play for them in the 2000s. Um, um, oh. I believe this is just uh, people who played in the 2000s, not as a Dodger. Oh, no, it is. It is. Well, hold on. Uh, it's supposed to 
Okay, I see what he's saying. Yeah, no. Sorry, that is the question. I'm reading my list, Ron. You are, you're only missing one Hall of Famer there. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So not, it was not Mike Piazza. Yeah. Yet. Um, oh, boy. Okay, now it's just a matter of like remembering a uh, Hall of Famer who, who passed through. Recent uh, Hall of Famer. You, you can't. Oh, 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 Fred McGriff. There you yeah. go. You want to yeah, take it? You want to take a stab at any of the rest? I'm just having I'm having a hard time. Um, no. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Luis Gonzalez. Of course. Jeff yeah. Kent. Kent oh. and Sean Green. I I didn't think Sean Green got to 2006. I think you, I think you, I think he said 12, but I think 12 includes Piazza. I think that's where I was getting confused. Right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> there way. might be another name in there. We've got more questions. So, uh, five players in that group have had hit at least 100 home runs as an LA Dodger. Can Eric name all five of those players? So is I'm 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 guessing. Oh, this is. So is he is Piazza on this list? Then he is. <laughs> okay. So, um, man. Okay. So then, um, Gary Sheffield. Yep. Sean Green. <laughs> yep. Um, Adrian Beltre. Yep. Uh, and then it's just a matter of <laughs> remembering who else I guessed. Um, oh, boy. You um, did correctly guess this player. Um, okay. Do, 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 do. 2,000 hits. And he's and he had a hundred home runs with the Dodgers, which is gonna make me very mad when I don't get this. Um, oh boy. Um, so, nope, didn't get a hundred. Um, oh, um, Adrian Gonzalez. Yep. No. Okay. Good. He must have just barely got there. Uh, one hundred and one. Yep. Seven players in that group, and this group is the group at large, not just the two yeah. thousands, have at least five hundred hits as an LA Dodger. Can Eric name at least five of those players? Um, okay, so the <laughs> there may be some really <laughs> similar names. Yeah. Um well okay, so the five I just mentioned, Piazza, uh Beltre, uh Green, Sheffield, and Gonzalez have to be five. Correct. Um and then um oh boy. All right. Oh, this is going to hurt because, okay, so I'm going to wait to guess this person until a little bit because I'm going to be so mad when he is short of 500 hits, but I will explain why. Um, uh, let's see. 2,000 hits and uh, 500 with the Dodgers. Oh, um, nope. No, 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 no. Hundred man, why is this so difficult? Um, this would be a fun thing to watch uh, as a video, but the video is your your brain and just <laughs> baseball card images as you're thinking of it, players. That's pretty. Uh, that's oh, yeah. kind of no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that kind of is it. Um, so I don't know because he would have got it. Damn. <laughs> this is so dumb. Um, so I'm going to say, just to guess him first, I'm going to say Eddie Murray, although I think he fell short of 500 hits. 483. Yeah. 184 of those were in 1990. Um, but, yeah, he didn't play enough in 96, which, again, never happened. Um, or 97. Um, I don't think... I don't think Garvey got to 300 home runs, but I'm just going to say Steve Garvey. Not on the list at all. Yeah, he, so he must have been like two-something in the homers. Um, um, okay. TikTok. Don't tell me. We're not going to put this out on TikTok. Um, so, it would be too long. <laughs> just me. Uh, <laughs> like just doing that the whole time. Um Three, okay, so a hundred home runs with the Dodgers. You would that's that's not a big group, and I don't. And I'm I'm. Just to be clear, this is five hundred hits as a Dodger. Your turn yeah. name, yeah, that, 
but but someone with 300 home runs like correct well, yeah, yeah, so yeah, that, yeah that's right yeah. yeah my 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 brain um so 300 home runs no that's probably not right um i don't know why this is bugging me um, one player primarily in the aughts one player 70s and 80s Uh, is it Ron Say? It is not Ron Say. So the who are the, who the hell is in the aughts with 500 hits? How? Oh, uh, Jeff Kent. There you go. Yeah, I was holding years. up a finger as my mustache on camera, hoping ah, you would nice. look and guess it. One last name, the oh. player in the 70s. I mean, I guess you just technically you named them all from the get go, but you're trying to get them all. You wanna you wanna take a step at the player played with the Dodgers from seventy six to eighty one. Oh wait, 70, Dusty Baker? Nope. One last guess. Seventy six to eighty one. Wait, holy crap! Um, only part of seventy six. Oh, uh, Reggie Smith. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Last question. There are seven Baseball Hall of Fame players in the uh, the group at large. Three played for the Dodgers before the 21st century. One of them is Eddie Murray. Can Eric name the other two career 2,000 hit 300 home run players who wore LA Dodger blue? Um, in in Bef- the yeah before 2000 yeah or before 2001. Um, so um, well, so. And Piazza. not and not Piazza. Yeah, Piazza. I think is <laughs> Craig. I think thinks uh, is like in counting like ninety eight as the two thousands in this. So okay, <laughs> and not yeah. Well, so four include Mike Piazza. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. Um, wait. So two others. Yeah. Um, I will say. Firm, firmly before 2000. Sure. Um, I'm trying to remember who were like the... Oh, um, Frank Robinson. That's one. Oh, boy. Last had a Dodger... Uh, played for the Dodgers in one year in the 90s. In the 90s? Um, okay. Um, well, Todd Zeal was more than one year, so no, he's obviously not a healthy. Um, but uh, all the fame year, of my heart, yeah. One year in the 90s, okay. This is oh, this is Daryl Strawberry didn't make the Hall of Fame, also didn't get 2,000 hits, I'm sure. Um, oh boy, who was a, who made the Hall of Fame? And played for the Dodgers in the nineties, <laughs> and it's not Mike Piazza. <laughs> um, oh, oh boy. Okay, who passed through? Um, oh, I'm, I don't know why this is eluding me. Um, no, 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 no. Oh, this is annoying. I know. Um, I well, obviously not Devon White. Um, no, I I don't. And also, Devon White was later. But anyway, yeah. Sorry, Gary Carter. God, dang it! All right, you uh, you've done better. Sure. Is it likely that both Gavin Stone and River Ryan will see, uh, see time as an L.A. Dodgers cheer for the contest? Excuse me. Right, that was not a question. It is likely that both Gavin Stone and River Ryan will see some time as an L.A. Dodgers cheer for the contest. Without going over, Price is Right rules, guess the combined total of appearances and strikeouts for the pair. Okay, so oh, just, to, just as a cl- clarifier here, just to explain, Gavin Stone currently on the 40-man, River Ryan not on the 40-man. But almost assuredly will be at some point when he gets called up this season. I, uh, uh, River Ryan was a new name to me in the prospect uh, world uh, when named the best prospect in the Dodger system by Fangraphs uh, over the last week. And, uh, and Keith Law, I believe, too. Right? Yes, that's, yeah. that sounds right. 
Yeah. Uh, was the return in the Matt Beatty deal. <laughs> yeah. It was a one for one. Um, <laughs> some, sometimes you win some. Um, some, yeah. Um, so, Stone Ryan. So, appearances and strikeouts. So, I think. So, okay. Now, obviously, different. Are the, different do you think those are after. So, you have the presumed. Uh, do you think those are the sort of the next two up, uh, not counting Walker Bueller coming back from IL? No, right. So like, you know, yeah, let me ha- maybe perhaps I'll, I'll um, yeah. uh, I I think Sheehan is the six. Yeah, I no, right? I agree. And then so, after that, so then it becomes, do they just start Yarborough? Yeah, that was need, I was going to be yeah. that up, and I I I have held fast to that. I yeah. think they keep him as the sort of lawn man can start oh. in a pinch but like if they have an empty slot that that is another thing that's come up um it was pretty definitive that uh the dodgers are not going to use a six-man rotation like that's mm-hmm. been sort of floated you got yamamoto coming over from japan where he's been basically pitch, pitched once a week um you, you have like every starter having some sort of injury history like that kind of a thing but it's also not feasible like we, we've talked about this ad nauseum i think where how they how they they you, you they'll utilize like every off day to give starters rest right so they i think over the last like i don't know how many years like four or five they, it's like two-thirds of the time dodger starters pitch on five or more days rest so anyway within like and they really out they'll spot start a guy to like you know do that but they're not going to like have a six-man rotation be, well two reasons so roberts sort of laid this out in in interviews bill plunkett wrote about this uh but also andrew friedman was like oh also you have a seven-man bullpen <laughs> and like we've seen how they they run out of pitchers with an eight-man bullpen regularly and like uh, and if one of the and that's with one of them being um ryan yarbrough who can only kind of if he's in his role can really only pitch every one maybe three times in two weeks at most so like um that's part of it. But I was also looking early part in the year. They have like four off days in April. They have the two games in Korea. So I believe they only need to use a starter on four days rest, which is sort of normal rest. But, you know, it ends up being less of the time. They only need to use, do that four times in their first 28 games. So, like, they are pretty well equipped to have a restful April. Like, just just how the schedule shakes out. But so after Sheehan, I do think Gavin Stone was like next in line, you know, after the, the the group we talked about. I think probably um Landon Knack, since he's on the forty man, is probably next. Nick Frasso would have been in that group too, but he's he had shoulder surgery, so he's gonna he's gonna miss uh the year probably. Um so Ryan's there. So if you look at last year for instance, um, I'm going to look this up. So Bo- Gavin Stone and Bobby Miller were. Yeah, I looked up Bobby um, Miller's numbers because I feel like that's your optimistic point of view for both oh, of these right. is, you know, Gavin Stone comes yeah. on and he's just figured it all out and he injuries happen. And he works himself in. He, um, uh, so Miller had 22 games and 119 strikeouts. So he, he, he came in and then the spot was his like he didn't relinquish it right right gavin stone was he came up first um also partly that shot (laughs) uh, partially because miller uh, was slow played he was hurt and then coming off that so he wasn't ready right away but if you look she and ann stone were also non-roster guys last year and um in fact was she and might even not have been our non-roster guy he just wasn't on the 40 man but so if you just look at, at, at Sheehan and Stone last year, they they uh, 21 appearances, 15 starts, and 86 strikeouts. Sheehan had the bulk of that. Um, so, like, that's – so 21 appearances for the two. I think given that Sheehan is, like, a little higher up – or no, or Sheehan is, not Stone. <laughs> so, oh, man. Okay, so uh, – of the two, I'm gonna let's just go with. Um, I wrote this week too about oh, there's there's plenty of starts to go around for like all these like other Dodgers, right? They're gonna use a lot of guys. 
they in fact they, they think they've used they've used their eighth starter of the year before the end of May in each of the last three years. <laughs> like, you know, so like it, it gets in there pretty quick. You get into the depth chart. Um, so long way of me saying, I'm going to say for the, the two combined stone and Ryan, I am going to say 19 appearances. And how many strikeouts? Um, Seventy-six, zero, zero. No, I won't do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> True haters guide to, to contest. Uh, Fifteen oh, without going over. I forgot. Yeah, exactly. Fifteen oh, seventy. What when it's like when it's like eighteen and seventy-five, I'd be like, "You got to be kidding me!" <laughs> All right. Last season, the Dodgers averaged eight point six four strikeouts per nine innings pitch. Do you think that some of the additions will bring that rate to nine strikeouts per nine innings pitched this season? Uh, sure. <laughs> yes. I mean, there you wine. go. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Like, <laughs> let's say yes. Yeah, sure. Why not? Late last week, the Padres announced that Xander Bogarts was moving to second base, so Hassan Kim could go back to shortstop. Bogarts has never played second since turning professional. Do you think there will be a marked difference uh, in the Padres' middle infield defense this season? I mean, yes, because Kim is their best defender. <laughs> and, and, like, uh, yeah, I think there's going to be obviously a transition there after Bogarts. But, I mean, yeah, that's probably gonna, that's probably the best I saw some interviews too. Like Bogart seemed to be on board at least with it. Which I mean, it's funny. Like <laughs> signed an eleven-year deal and like year two, he's like, "Oh, you're not short stuff anymore." Uh, but yeah, no, that's yeah. I think that that that's the move. That's a good move on their part. Like so, yeah. Thai food often conjures imager, images of noodle dishes like pad thai, skewers of grilled meats, or a spicy curry. Editors know or cilantro. Yeah. Do you like Thai food, and what are your some of your favorites? Um, I do like Thai food. This is one of those things where I did not experience Thai food. I don't think until in or after college. It was just didn't just didn't have it growing up. Like it just wasn't a thing. You know, it wasn't like. It wasn't in the rotation, I guess, is the way to put it. Um, but I enjoy it, and I, I don't think I eat it often enough. I've been trying to also get more into, you know, getting the curries. I I'm I would be usually the guy who gets, like, the pad thai or the pad you some noodle-based thing or whatever. But I, I also think, like, the curries are, are really good. Like, you know, there's all sorts of flavors and stuff. I just don't eat it enough. I do love it, though. Um uh, so yeah, that's, I, I can't say I have like a, a favorite, you know, but, um, it's one of those are, I, I've been meaning to get more into it. Uh, trying to avoid cilantro while eating time. I'm, uh, for the uninitiated, yep. essentially psychosomatically allergic to cilantro <laughs> and it gives me headaches and I get queasy. I try to avoid that as just both it and Vietnamese food. Like yeah. I, I like banh mi, for instance. People are like everything else about banh mi, I would love. Yeah, like, oh, just ask for no cilantro. And I, to me, that's just wrong. And to me, it makes sense that it's a core component. Uh, and so I just I try tend to avoid Thai food. So I have I uh, I haven't always had this. I had pad Thai once; it was delicious. And then shortly thereafter, stopped being able to have when cilantro. You, so if you. If you actually ask a restaurant that serves banh mi to to say no cilantro, they will ban me from the, the restaurant. So yeah, there you yeah, go. yeah, almost, um, almost got it there. Almost, yeah, awesome landing. Um, I will say this: one of my favorite uh, Slack interactions of all time in SB Nation was like <laughs> this is probably like 2016. At this point, I don't remember the exact time, but Hector Diaz and Mark Sandritter, I was working with them. It was a pretty quiet night. And um, I believe, man, what was it? I think Hector was the one. He like went out to get food, and uh, I was, and I was just, you know, we were just sort of conversing in Slack. And I'm like, hey, by the way, um, he mentioned he got Thai food, and I was like, hey, uh, how did you, how did you order that? Did did, did someone deliver it or whatever? He's like, no, I went out. He's like, I was like, hey, did you happen to like 
how did you get there? Did you like drive a car or something? I was just sort of doing this elaborate long setup and I still have the, the images saved somewhere, uh, in my phone, like screenshots of it, but it, it took a little while. And I was like, yeah, cause just once I, uh, I, I was like, or no, he said I, he walked, he walked to go get it. And I was like, well, did, what was your pace? Would you say like, uh, in getting there and back or whatever, and then finally, I was like, "Yeah," because just once I wanted to see the tie go to the runner, and, uh, and he's like, "They're like, God damn it, like, you, you a hole!" But no, it was, it was very funny, and uh, that's that's how we're going to end this episode. Um, we could see a potential tie go to the runner, even though that's not technically the rule. Um, yeah, starting in games this week. Um, oh, they're also going to start. I guess MLB is going to start cracking down on obstruction, like where the. Um, uh, players block, block the base, uh, usually like on a steal at second or third where they put their knee down or whatever, like to, you know, sort of block the base. I think we're going to see more of that. That was like, I think they had a, a conference call with managers like this week to be like, hey, we're going to start calling this. And every time they do that, like there's always that initial like thing where it gets called all the time. And it's like, hey, what's going on? And then, but who knows what's going to happen. But anyway, that's it. I think we're going to do a little more regular episodes we will have actual spring games to talk about um so yeah it should be fun we'll be back soon ish uh we have another episode for you later this week of dodgers rewind but that's it for us today on the three inning save podcast i'm eric steven that's jacob birch our producer is brian salvatore and thanks as always to craig Manami for his questions we will talk to you again soon Peace.